The people are real. The cases are real. The rulings are final. This is the Obita Dictaphone. Hello and welcome to the Obita Dictaphone, a podcast by students from the University of Queensland where we hope to explore the law without the bore. My name is Lachlan Glaves and as always I'm joined at the bar with Henry Bretz. Hey, hey, baby! And Will Baxter. Hello everyone. How are we guys? I'm regretting yeah, yeah, baby. Immediately. It was a rocky start. I don't know. I feel, I feel like, you know, give us two episodes and it'll be a catchphrase. <laughs> oh yeah? What's your catchphrase, Baxter? Mine, mine would be, I read in an Economist article the other Yeah, day. I was going to okay. say yours would be something like, oh yeah, that's interesting, Glazy, because... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, hey, yeah. yeah. Which I don't know. It isn't much of a catchphrase. It's really... It's just I don't know how phrase. that t going to sell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's get cracking into this law, shall we guys? Yes, let's pop over Emphasis on the crack. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, what's an interesting law that you guys have abided by today? Now, I assigned you guys this one task before you could come here. Any laws? Just... I did not abide by this task. Was this task law? Mm. Do you want, you want laws we've abided by? Yeah, or you know, a way a law has influenced your life today. This isn't strictly speaking today, mm-hmm. um, but it was this week. So I actually went to schoolies this yes. week. Yes. Uh, as, as some of our listeners might know, I popped down uh, just a quick visit. Um, to scope it out, as I you said. I feel like now that I've said I went to schoolies, I really do need to provide yeah. something. <laughs> I was just... My, my muck around with a room, basically, that we needed an over-21-year-old to check my sister into a room so that she could go with her friends, etc. So... Turns out I'm there, but I went down to the BWS mm-hmm. and um, I bought a bottle of Mount Franklin from the BWS, and um, you know didn't didn't buy alcohol, mm-hmm. and I you know I gave some of that water to my sister, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, not alcohol. So I did buy drinks from a bottle shop right. for my younger sister, but it's the good drink, water, um, God's tears. Did they check your ID? Yeah. They check. They were checking IDs to get into the bottle shop. So right. it wasn't because usually you're not getting ID. You know, at a club or a bar, mm. you get ID to get through the door. They actually had like the two-stage um, security setup at the BWS. But I went in with this huge Matt Franklin bottle and I put it down. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Ha ha! I promise it's not for any kids." <laughs> and the the blankest of stares. <laughs> this guy. This guy didn't think it was funny at all. I was like, "Come on, mate, cheer up. Yeah. Get around it. Well, get around my get around my bloody water water humor." He wasn't a water humor guy. Really? <laughs> he, he, he was actually born at Mount Franklin. I like found out. He was the ranger. It's very insensitive, Henry. It's almost reckon, racist. Oh, there you go. Do you reckon Mount Franklin was named after Franklin the Turtle? No. Okay. Who's Franklin the Turtle? You know, Franklin the Turtle. Who's Frank? No. I've never heard of Franklin. The Gold Coast thing, mate? This was a, <laughs> no, a, a land without go-karts? <laughs> <laughs> Franklin the Turtle was an old kid's television series and books and everything about a turtle. Called Franklin. Mate, I think this is just a fever dream you yeah. had. Didn't this quite is... make it up the, the Pacific Highway to Brisbane, <laughs> that one. <laughs> he didn't get it. He was in a crash on the M1. Yeah. And, he never <laughs> and Franklin the turtle has unfortunately been killed yeah. in a head-on. Head-on, Frank. Baxter, any laws? Did you, have you jaywalked today? <laughs> did I jaywalk today? No. I barely left the house until I came to pick you up. But I did obey the... Actually, no, I didn't obey that law. Mm-hmm. Um, which Uh-oh. was picking you up in the like two-minute... Oh. Uh, loading zone for picking up passengers, but then it turned out it was it was much more than two minutes, which I had to wait. There you go. That's almost unforgivable in Un- my books. Forgivable. Loosely enforced. 
the two-minute loading zone rule, isn't it? Oh. That's really one of the laws. Well, not at the primary school, man. They had someone down there... With mm. a clock. Move. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon it should be the moment you come... The moment you're stationary in a loading zone, yeah. stopwatch on. That's my stopwatch. Yeah. And then if you are if you hit that two minutes, they like key you or something. <laughs> the council, the council. With your key. They slash you. Yeah, with they your own key. Key splitter. <laughs> And that's in the uh, the Loading Act, the Loading Zone Act, 2016. <laughs> yeah, good act. It's time for some law. On to our first segment, News Nuggets. Now, I say to you guys, I'm very excited about this News Nugget. It is an incredibly short nugget. Some of the smallest nuggets you may find. That's all we want. We don't want large, you know, amalgamated masses of chicken. I want a nugget. Whenever I get Macca's nuggets, sometimes the small ones are the ones that pack the punch because you can fully sub- submerse them in the sweet and sour sauce. Right. Most crispiness. Interesting. High surface area to volume ratio. Of course. Yeah. Science anyway, podcast. You can put them in your the... ear <laughs> if, you, if you've got a loud noise around. If you're self-inclined. <laughs> get ready for this, guys. You may find it amazingly echoes one of the most famous legal cases of them all. And it's only this year. In August 2017... A Californian man sued Heineken after becoming violently ill after finding dead geckos in a beer can. Oh, wow. It's, it's, like, li- it's the Aldi version of uh, Donahue and Stevenson. The famous case. How good. Surely Heineken, like, they, they should have known. Mm. <laughs> They're like, they don't, they, they just didn't realise that Donahue and Stevenson was the thing. They're like, oh, damn, geckos. We, if we'd read that case, we would have known not to leave geckos yeah, in our beer. Added an extra flavour. So, this man bought a can of beer, noted its foul taste as he downed Ooh. it, and immediately threw up afterwards. Sure that wasn't just because it was a Heineken? Am I right, boys? <laughs> <laughs> Heineken Give is me a, a gr- stone and wood! <laughs> <laughs> Heineken is a great beer. <laughs> in no way. It's, yeah. yeah, it's alright. Yeah, no, it's, it's okay. fine. I think Did we're like... allowed to say it's like our personal tastes for yeah. beer. Do we need to ring the bell for our Heineken endorsement? Yeah. It's, not, <laughs> it's not defamation not to like, <laughs> to like something. It's just like put on record, we like all beers yeah. ever created. All beers are great. Every beer. As long as it's from Byron. Sorry. <laughs> they found that the geckos had not been decomposed at all and so were likely alive oh. when the beer was sealed. So somehow they've made oh. their way into the can of beer How? before sealing. <laughs> No like idea. Ocean's Eleven of geckos. <laughs> We're going in. <laughs> Alcoholics. Alcoholic geckos. Gotta yeah. get that fixed. Oh, Just diving oh, into gecko. it. Poor well, gecko. So yeah, he went to urgent care with severe stomach pains and cramps. And the gecko. Co- <laughs> Is that one below intensive care? Urgent care? Urgent care? I don't know. I think it's from... Where is it? I think it's from America. Do they have urgent care as opposed to intensive? It's just measured on like how quickly you need it, but not the magnitude. Mm. You, know, you can be almost <laughs> dead or like have a... You know, a blood nose that really needs to be quick, fixed quickly. Yeah. Like, Pressing if you're playing care. a sport and you really need it fixed up, you get an urgent care. Urgent care. <laughs> Not, yeah, anyway. Anyway, so, quoted here, a loss of sensation, hyperactive bowel movements, and nearly a complete loss of appetite. And... <laughs> Unsurprisingly. <laughs> sad about that, that last one. I'll never read a gecko again. <laughs> the court filing accuses Heineken of being negligent. They are seeking an undisclosed amount for his lost work wages, medical bills, and general damages. I think we should quickly go over what Donahue and Stevenson is. Would you guys like to explain the famous case of the snail and the ginger beer bottle? The classic. It's really the, um, you know, track one, so fresh, the hits of <laughs> law. Like um, 1892. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, Donahue and Stevenson. No, it's not 1892. Um, two ladies, uh, one of whom is Mrs. Donahue, out for, uh, I think they went to get, she ordered a, there's some weird, she went to get an ice cream. Mm. Yeah, it's like a ginger beer, ginger beer float. I she think. was making a spider. A spider, of yeah. Sorts. Really? I actually didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. 
So it's, it's also 1932. I said 1932. 1932. 1932. 1932. Year of our Lord. And, um, you know, in some sort of binge on junk food, was wanting to pour ginger beer over her ice cream... And there was a snail in the ginger beer. Uh, she felt obviously very ill. And I believe the law before then, you know, you could only sue a, a sort of a privity thing. Mm-hmm. You could only sue, she could only sue the shopkeeper. Um, if she directly bought it off her. Exactly, off, them. off the shopkeeper, but not the ginger beer makers themselves. Mm-hmm. And that was changed with Lord Atkins' famous mm-hmm. neighbour principle in mm-hmm. this case, whereby they said you can actually sue, you know, a party a bit further down the line. Your neighbour. The neighbour. Um, because they have a duty of care. Duty of care, baby. And there you go. I just made that one up. Classic example of common law judges making some law. Wait, is that true? Well, Did he did he, he coin just, the phrase duty of care? Well, he invented negligence. Yeah. That was like, it, there was no negligence before then. Fair enough. According to Lord Atkins' ratio dissidendi, a manufacturer of products which he sells to reach the ultimate consumer in the form in which they left him owes a duty to the consumer to take reasonable care. Back to the present day, this Californian man is suing Heineken for failing to uphold their duty of care after he became sick after discovering somehow two geckos had died inside the can he was drinking. Heineken with dead geckos <laughs> so, in their beer can. How, how shit is that for Heineken? They're just like, man, that, that, is, that just isn't a more apt precedent. Yeah. <laughs> we have an insect in a bottle of drink. Like, no, no, no. It doesn't apply to geckos. They're yeah. like, oh, I think Lord Atkin really, this only was for snails, yeah. Yeah. guys. Geckos are kind of different. <laughs> if there's legs involved, yeah. it's not called leg legends. <laughs> Great. All right. Oh, you don't want any more on that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> On the subject of copyright law, I actually have an amendment to make in reference to last episode. We discussed briefly in the recording that was actually done of, the, of our pilot episode about the, the copyright protection of Happy Birthday. Yeah. As of the start of this year, Happy Birthday is in the public domain. Oh, thank God. Because I haven't, I've been putting off my 21st, so <laughs> <laughs> just for this very reason. For a whole year. And like Listeners, 12. you're all invited. Yeah. <laughs> that invitation is in the public domain. <laughs> Look, I don't know if that's going to increase the guest list too much. <laughs> True Corey Worthington yeah. of the modern day and age. So many of like my not friends uh, listen. Well, maybe actually no. Yeah, you know maybe maybe yeah, maybe one of my friends your is friends not one of your like, friends. Oh, one of those one of Lockie's friends that I just hate. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in different jurisdictions, this came after a couple of different things. So after a court case uh, against Warner Chapel Music, who currently hold the copyright, who held the copyright for Happy Birthday, the court found that they really had no right to have that copyright because it's, and how did they get it? They they oh they it were some, just like whoa, there's a loophole. Mm. Let's jump on this. Yeah, they copyrighted what? it. They copyrighted it years and years and years ago. Oh, so no one had copy. Oh, that's so sneaky. So there's no, there's no attributed author. Are there any other like just like ubiquitous songs that mm. we can copyright quickly? Scissors, paper, ro- nah, it's, it's not really a, a song. Steel already got that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there was an alleged author called Patty Hill who wrote the song. <laughs> alleged author uh, Patty Hill alleged, exiting yeah, yeah. the library. <laughs> Patty Hill. Patty Hill. Well, but isn't Patty Hill? Patty Hill. However, they say you're a writer. <laughs> I hear you're an author, Patty. 
Mr. Patty Hill. So. The New York Times can report a fifth woman has come out and accused Patty Hill of writing. Patty. <laughs> yeah, I can't tell if it's a woman, Patty Hill, or like a guy and his nickname, like like Patrick and everyone. Patty it's Hill. A oh. woman, Patty Hill. Oh. However, oh, as of 2017, the copyright expired for when she first technically cre- created, even though they don't created even know when method. she created. Yeah, well, so like she was know- a school teacher. Yeah. What do we know about Patty Hill then? So the sta- sorry, the the statue of limitation limit reached its limitation as because yeah. it was in 1952 that alleged author Patty Hill uh, wrote the lyrics. The original song is the melody of "Good Morning to You," which dates back to the 19th century. Good morning to you. Good morning to you. Good morning, Patty Hill. Patty Hill. Some say the original was better. Yeah. Yeah, Patty. <laughs> Your um, mother was an author, and you're an author too. Uh, you damn dirty author! <laughs> Good morning to you. Actually, that so she's a school teacher, and she sort of just riffed off. Did she make any money from it then? Um, no. I, from what I can recall, from what I, from what I can recall, from what I can remember, from what I can find, she made no money because Warner Chapel jumped on that in uh yeah the early twentieth century and earned approximately like taking into account inflation, etc. $2 million annually from people who use the Happy Birthday song in movies and television shows, including a 1990 documentary, Hoop Dreams. Ever seen it? Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. Mm, really? We watched, yeah, we watched it at school. What's it about? It's a kid who kind of comes from a pretty underprivileged community who um, wants to learn to hula hoop. <laughs> no, it's a play nice. There's nothing play in the rules. He wants to get to a college. There's nothing basketball. in the rules that says a dog can't hula hoop. <laughs> <laughs> Hope Dreams paid five thousand dollars to show a scene where the family of one of its, where the family of one of its main subjects sang the Happy Birthday song. Good scene though, I remember that one. Do you reckon right. they they tossed up the possibility of like, should we just make a new Happy Birthday? Just really? so yeah, we don't have to, to avoid it. They're the, like, oh, yeah. should we, you know, Happy Birthday to you. Well, actually, no, I saw another YouTube video of mm-hmm. like I don't, some classical I don't know musician mm-hmm. conductor or someone, and he was like, oh, it was like Italian. He's like, mm-hmm. oh, I hate the hate the the melody of of Happy Birthday. I really I'm rewrite it, no and he way. does this this masterclass of he's like. He's saying like the you know the bit of like happy birthday na, na, na. Mm. he's like oh no one can sing that oh it sounds terrible and he, he completely redoes the melody of happy birthday it sounds that's incredible good. I got a and potentially this was a way of avoiding the copyright as well I got a you know those birthday cards with a mm-hmm. audio chip in it and mm-hmm. when, yeah. when you open it it plays yeah. um I had one where you open it, it was like happy birthday to you happy birthday to you happy birthday isn't that a song though. I mean, everything's a song. No, no, but wasn't it <laughs> Happy Birthday? I feel like that was a recording. Yeah. Happy Birthday to... I feel like, oh, from like the 70s or something. So Warner Chapel Happy Group have given yeah. up their... Yep. Uh, they've, they've relinquished their control of birthdays. Mm-hmm. And we can all mm-hmm. sing it. Cool. Yeah, so no How more good. royalties. And $14 million are going to be paid to two distinct groups because they found that they really have no claim to copyright. So it's almost the copyright's void ab initio. Is that, can you what? use that for contract law? Ab initio? I have no idea what that term is. Void from even, the start. Even me? Oh, yeah. There you go. Ab so initio. the earlier group, prior to 2009, I don't know why they picked... Oh, 2009 was when it would have expired, regardless of whether they copyright. Like, the original statute of limitations of the original yeah. author expired then. Yeah. Um, before then, they would receive up to 15% of what they paid, whereas after 2009, the latter group is eligible for a full refund hey. of whatever they paid to get happy birthday. And this... The people who uh, filed the lawsuit against Warner Chapel 
And also moving on to a couple of other songs. They want it, they're want they really in a bit of a campaign to get rid of <laughs> what else? copyright. What else? There's a couple of... Amazing Grace when you sing it at assembly. And- yeah. <laughs> Paid a lot of money. Also, she was a lot of money. Every time. There's a lady out there named Grace and she's like, yeah, I am amazing yeah, and you're going to pay me. <laughs> <laughs> they're also going against a couple of classic American, uh, what are they called? Anthems <laughs> called... Old King Wenceslas came to town. <laughs> Are they after Jingle Bells? I bet they're after Jingle Bells. Who I bet. wrote Jingle Bells? Oh, I Santa, did. of course. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Santa. Idiot. <laughs> He's like, it's about me. <laughs> jingle Bell, Jingle Bell. Jing- hey, guys, what do you think? <laughs> it's a little self-absorbed, Santa. Like, yeah, Santa, this is narcissistic, dude. <laughs> yeah. Lucky research time is a great opportunity to just, you know, throw out all the not so get it out of subpar jokes. Get them all out there. This will be on the DVD. Warm up the arm, you know, just claim it. Alright, if I can't find it in a couple of minutes. Don't wanna be you. I like the idea of whenever you go to like a club or a dance, it's like, please stand for the dance floor anthem. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, sad though, I could see that as a good novelty novelty thing. I love a good, you know, bar doing a novelty. That was the... That could be the novelty at our bar, yeah. The Melbourne, it was a Melbourne bar Christmas last year and they're like, yep, this entire day, all we're playing is All I Want For Christmas Is You. All I want for Christmas They, I, they played that in a club when I was in Edinburgh, yeah. but not, not for the whole day. Not, not I hope they paid the, the workers of that bar. Like, that they were like, okay, we're going to give you a... Yeah, dude, that's like, like Guantanamo Bay-esque. Yeah, kind of like... <laughs> all got earplugs in. Just... Actually, I'm reading a book on Obama's foreign policy, and that is a known torture technique that they used, yeah. was, yeah, just playing the same song over and over again. So <laughs> those people Christ. have been... What song could you listen to over and over and over again without dying? I'd choose something long mm. with like, like Bolero. Something that's ex- already extremely yeah. repetitive and long. No, no, wait. You want to be able to handle it. No, no, but that, that song is like like You're 17 embrace. minutes mm. of like... It's just over, like, if I, if I can handle that in mm. like a hundred times over mm. already, I think I can handle it. I don't know, dude. I reckon I'd potentially like a... Um, like, like Paradise by the Dashboard Light mm. by um, Meatloaf because oh. it's so many separate segments mm. and it's like a story. Yeah. And so in a way, you're getting like five songs. Yeah, that's good. I reckon I would get a little sample of a, like an insert they have from a soundtrack. This is what I do when I study from the movie Super 8 scored by Michael Giancino. Oh, There's 40 second clips of score that he created and I just loop that. Yeah. And because after a while, you just become, oh. you just, it kind of becomes background music. Yeah. And it's really, a really light. Na, 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 na. Yeah, it doesn't distract na, you. Na, na, I was going to say, na, na. Open up again. like, um, some maybe deep house, like Bergheim. Yes. Because mm. that's what I've been starting to. Yeah. It's just really progressive. Because yeah. mm. then it would just, yeah, sort of yeah. become your it's equivalent like my, of silence. My brother once, back in like when we used iTunes and stuff, and you had the play count, and you, know, you had like your 25 yeah. most plays. Oh, yeah. One night, he downloaded, it was like the theme the trailer song from some video game mm-hmm. dead island i think the video game and it was this really nice like melancholic mm. um string like two minute long mm. little little piece and he downloaded that and listened to it <laughs> he had a big exam listened to it 150 times wow. that night i remember the next day because we like all share the itunes being like holy shit what's this random song that's suddenly the most played song ever in our, our shared itunes <laughs> requiem Actually, for a dream because um he lives in you from the lion king 2 had like 400 plays dude the before- other song that they were oh yeah you yeah, so before we move on, on i have a very quick top 25 most played story yeah um I was like 
I think it was like Wicked or something. Mm-hmm. And I think my number one was Defying Gravity. Yeah. And I was so scared back in like year nine of all my mates getting my iPod <laughs> and seeing my top 25 most played that Gra- Defying Gravity was the Did top song. Did you purposely play? I put Electric Feel by MGMT <laughs> on repeat and left it <laughs> and left all night. What is the coolest alternative <laughs> song of 2009? So, so it was just like, ah, eclectic music taste, Henry. Your number one is Electric Feel, kind of hit of the summer, MGMT. And your second song is Defying Gravity. <laughs> <laughs> Least is not, mate. If it was first, yeah, well, dude. Oh. The number of wedgies I dodged to fight. Thanks, MGMT, if you're listening, because you really saved my social life. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so these litigants also managed to remove the copyright of the famous American anthem "We Shall Overcome." Do you know it? No, no. There you go. Can't be that fun. Called. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, happy birthday's better. All right, moving on. <laughs> That has been the Obiter Dictaphone. We hope you've enjoyed what you've been listening to and please do not take any of this as legal advice. My name is Lachlan Glaves and I'm joined with Henry Bretz. Bye guys. And William Baxter. See you everyone. See you next time.